So the topic that I was thinking we can we can discuss today, right, is superhero genre in content. Because when you think back to a couple of years before Iron Man and all of the MCU craze, like superheroes movies and, and shows weren't that good, right? They were rather shit. I mean they weren't mainstream. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you had a couple of movies here and there with the, you know, the original like Spider-Man set with uh, Tobey Maguire, and you had three of those plus the Hulk movies, which are actually, I mean, what are your thoughts on these two? Because I actually like these movies when they came. I out. really enjoyed them as a kid. I like the Spider-Man movies as a kid. If I watch them now, then honestly, it's kind of bad. What do you like about it? Now I enjoyed them as a kid, but I don't know Tobey Maguire as. Spider-Man as Peter Parker is just not a very good fit. And yeah, you're talking about like his the comparison of him in the movie versus the source material, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like he's just not a very good uh Peter Parker. In in what sense? Like how is he off? I mean, like yeah, Peter Parker is supposed to be a nerd, yes, but he's not like he's more like a nerd that is like witty kind of nerd. Yeah, whereas the Tobey Maguire version is very awkward. <laughs> yeah, like super awkward. I, I mean, like I mean. Peter Parker is supposed to be a little bit awkward as well, but not that kind of awkward. Like a different awkward. Yeah, like a different kind of awkward. Yeah, like he, he, he's nerdy and awkward, but like a different kind of nerdy and a different kind of awkward. Mm-hmm. Not like a 2003, like jocks versus nerds, where the nerds get shit on awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that was reflective of the time of the release, though, because that was like early 2000s when... Yeah. And like the, the fact that his webs came out of his wrist instead of from like a device, that was pretty gross as well. Dude, this this is so weird because I never read the comics either, and I never I don't think there was like an animated series or anything, right? So that was my only um, entry to Spider Man. I thought, oh, okay, I guess that's just how it is. <laughs> when I saw there was actually a device for the webs to come out, right? I thought that was weird with the webs from the wrist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it it felt a bit weird, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I guess this is just how it is, you know? Because I haven't seen anything different. Like, I had no clue that he was supposed to make a device out of it. And in fact, like, when they released the new Spider-Man with... He's the new guy who does it now? I forget his name. Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Um, And he and he's, like, a, like a mechanical genius, and he creates all these, like, little uh, gears and, and random devices and stuff to, to work with. Um, and he's like shooting webs out of the device. I'm just like, whoa, what's this? Like, why is it so different now? <laughs> I thought he's supposed to be like a spider, you know? Was it the same for Andrew Garfield's Spider Man? Did he also have devices instead of like I actual don't even webs remember. coming out of his, his wrist? I literally don't even remember. What did he? Ah, uh, he had a no, he had a device. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Garfield also had, had the device instead of having webs come out of his, his wrist. And I just, yeah, I just kind of felt like Tobey Maguire lacked a lot of facial expressions in the early Spider-Man movies. His acting was really not that great. It's interesting, because like, um, I think I had the same perspective as you, where I watched as a kid, and I just enjoyed it for what it was, where you don't have like a lot of superhero or like a superpower movies at a time. I mean, it was basically just that, right? Spider-Man Hulk. I don't know if there were any other like big you know superhero based movies yeah like i enjoyed it as a kid but it's not like i'm not gonna shit on it just because i enjoyed it as a kid mm. like they were not great movies fair enough it's interesting I, I i find it really difficult to even have that perspective because i mean it's been so long i don't even remember to be honest <laughs> and the only thing i remember is that okay i like these movies 
I mean, there were three of them, right? So it, it must have been fairly successful. Like, successful enough to do two more sequels. Yeah. I mean, even The Amazing Spider-Man got a sequel. Yeah, that was. So, like, what are your thoughts on The Amazing Spider-Man series? Because I thought that was... Uh, like, you, you watch that at a different age, right? Because I think that was when we were... I don't know. Like, I feel like I watched that when I was, like, 16 or something. Or 17. I don't know. I watched it when I was in secondary. So not, like, a, a kid kid. Yeah. Like a teen. Early teen. Yeah, like a teen. Yeah, early teen, yeah. Right. I feel like I watched it during Christmas sometime. I didn't I never watched it at the cinema, The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, I, and I remember when I watched it, it was cool to have all these effects and stuff. But I think plot-wise and character development-wise, it was kind of meh. Like it wasn't that outstanding, right? Yeah, I think that that's the issue. When when we first watched the original Spider-Man trilogy, we were just kids. Like, we're just enjoying, like, a guy swinging around, fighting bad guys and stuff. We didn't really care about the plot or the acting or whatever. I mean, you just thought it was cool, right? Yeah, yeah, we just thought it was cool. Yeah, and back then, there wasn't much choice to watch. Exactly. It was the pre-superhero um, time. Yeah, realistically, the production value of the original Spider-Man, it was pretty good for those, those times. Well, it was a lot better than the other superhero movies we got wait what other ones were there then like the old batmans or like the old supermans like the old dc ones those were even older those were like 1990s films right because the first spider-man came out in 2003 i think 2002 right yeah but it was like super early 2000s and like the ben affleck daredevil as well that was like really bad I don't even remember these ones. I can't. I vaguely remember. I probably watched it, but I have no no recollection. Yeah, Ben Affleck's Daredevil came out in two thousand three, and it was it was pretty bad. And then Cat Catwoman as well <laughs> with Halle Berry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was that was like really bad. <laughs> so I guess I guess the first Batman Man movie didn't really have a lot of like competition, and we were just kids. So it was like a, a well done superhero movie where yeah, but if you compare it. Compared to the superhero movies that we get now, yeah, I think it was maybe it was more of like you just had the disc or it, or you just happened to go to the cinema to watch it, right? Because he was streaming these movies in early two thousands. No, you, there was no streaming back then. Yeah, there was no streaming. So like if you didn't have access to to the mo- these movies, you wouldn't know about it. Yeah, I think I didn't even watch it on at the cinema. So at that time, I was too young. I'm pretty sure I watched it on TV. I watched it on like a. A DVD or VCR tape thing. Yeah. VCR? No, no, no. VCR is way before our time, man. What, what do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I used to watch Power Rangers on VCR. No, no, no. I, I legit had a, had a video cassette tape thing. Yeah. yeah. John, Jay, Jason's talking about when he was like like four or five years old. I remember that. I was like, when I was about six, so there was VCRs and yeah, we're watching all the Power Rangers and stuff. <laughs> but we're talking like, we're talking like 1990s at this point. I remember very clearly that I watched The Amazing Spider-Man in cinemas. Because that that was actually my first date with my first ever girlfriend, and we went to when we went to watch the Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man. <laughs> so I so I know for sure I watched it in the cinema. <laughs> and and was the was the um the Amazing Spider-Man like was this the one with the Electro guy or was that the sequel? What was in the first one? The first one was Green Goblin, wasn't it? Um, where his friend gets infected and becomes the Green Goblin. Oh no! Wait, no. The first one is like the 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 the, the it was. It was where the scientist guy became became like a crocodile or some shit. Ah, shit, yeah, his uh, his his mentor. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it was not the Green Goblin. Was... But there were two. Were there not like two or three antagonists in the Amazing Spider-Man? 
As I always felt like there was multiple. Nah, you think about Spider Man three. Spider Man three had Sandman. Yeah. And that was one with Venom, right? Venom and the son of like the second Green Goblin. Oh, so 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 in the first Amazing Spider Man, it was only the the lizard guy. Yeah. He was the only antagonist in there. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was only the. No, wasn't there one more? Like, cause like the lizard guy was. Yeah, I thought there was more than one as well. No, nah, I'm pretty sure it was only the lizard. I don't think so. Because because he doesn't turn evil at first, right? Like he, he slowly turns evil at the start, uh, over the course of the film. I think Rhino showed up at the end? Or was it the end of the second one? Dude, I don't even remember Rhino, what? Rhino, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure like Rhino showed up at the end of either the first Amazing Spider-Man or the second Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, Rhino was in the second one. Yeah, then the first one was just a lizard. And the second one was... Electro. Damn, okay. I think you're mixing it up with Spider-Man 3. No, no, I, I mean, like, Spider-Man, um, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, for sure, had, like, multiple um, bad guys in that. Did it? Yeah, because the um, Amazing Spider-Man 2 had uh, the Rhino guy plus the Green Goblin, I think? Yeah, the, the Green Goblin plus Electro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it had Green Goblin and Electro. But then, but then Rhino was just, like, an end credit scene thingy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was that weird bit at the end. Oh, yeah, it? yeah, 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 yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 had Green Goblin and Electro. And the first one was just the Lizard, I think. Pretty sure. I mean, so this is pretty interesting because like, Sony at this point has done so many different spins on, on the Spider-Man movies now. And finally, when they, when they um, you know, partnered up with Marvel for the newest um spider-man's uh starting with homecoming and then far from home afterwards they've seen so many different iterations uh, and finally have probably what what is pretty universally renowned as like a good iteration right now like a lot of people like it both for fans and uh, non-fans you know oh yeah so like where do you go where do you think it goes from here because sony talked about spinning off their own kind of like spider-verse like a, like a version of the uh, marvel you know <laughs> cinematic universe kind of thing um, probably kind of reflecting, you know, the animated movie with Miles Mor- Morales? Into the Spider-Verse, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they're looking at all these different, you know, uh, versions of Spider-Man existing in the same universe, right? But they're going to do that, I guess, with live action. So, so like, how, how do you guys feel about that? It would be interesting and, like, it's, like, nostalgic. But I feel like if they don't do it properly, it would turn out pretty bad. Yeah. I think they saw the success of the Miles Morales movie... And figure, plot-wise, if this works, then they should have a path to make a live-action work. And um, not only that, but it gives them an opportunity to do, you know, to compete with Marvel, basically, right? And compete with Disney and Marvel. Because up until now, they've only had these one-off Spider-Man movies, which were fine, but not super successful. And they finally have a chance to make a set of super successful movies, right? With... Spider-Man, but also Venom, you know, and then tying in like all of these other Spider-Man villains and stuff. But I feel like Into the Spider-Verse would work a lot better in animated, just because of all the crazy shit you could throw in. Yeah, like I don't know if I wanted, I want to watch it if it was live action or anything like that. Yeah, because in live action you can't throw too much crazy shit into it without it being cringe. I mean, how do you make a spider pig? Yeah, that would be really cringe in live action, but it works in animated. It's fucking hilarious in animated. But if you do that in live action, it would be pretty fucking cringe. Do you remember the that Looney Tunes movie, the first live action Looney Tunes movie with um, LeBron James? No, wait, what? Michael Jordan, man. Space Jam. 
Space Jam, yes, Space Jam. The second one, like the, the new one that's gonna come out is is with LeBron James. But like that movie had weird fucking animated pigs in it and stuff, right? And it worked. It actually was great. No, I mean it was quite badly received, wasn't it? It's the same thing. It's not a good movie, but we really enjoyed it as kids. So it's very nostalgic. <laughs> Maybe that's right. I'm I'm looking it up now, and it's like forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like if if you watch it now, you'd probably still enjoy it just because of the nostalgia. But objectively, it's still not a great movie, man. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's just the nostalgia. I feel like I'm, I'm gonna get a lot of fucking hate for this. <laughs> just shitting on the old movies. <laughs> well, I mean, the 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 scores reflect it, right? Six point four on IMDb and forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not great. Hey, but you know, the movie was never that great. Like it. Was... I think the whole thing about it was like Michael Jordan's in a film, so people watched it, and that was it. I mean, it's enjoyable. It's fun to watch. I think it was. I think it was one of the first movies where they combined the live action with animation. Was it? I think so. Because I, I it, like, when, when did you ever see like a like an animated pig on the screen with with people? Just because we haven't lived that long <laughs> doesn't mean it didn't exist before this. Right? Did it even exist? When Space Channel got released. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. I'm pretty sure we were all already born. Oh, yeah, 1996. 1996. Right. This is very... Yeah, that was old, I think. But yeah, this this was a this was a good movie. In my head, it was a good movie. <laughs> so, so I mean, I think it's doable. I think you can... Because, like, when you put in, like, a, like, a animated, you know, spider pig into live action you can really go over the top and just make it look ridiculous you know and that's the aim of it right he's supposed to be ridiculous like he's not supposed to look um, normal no but with how they've already established tom holland spider-man in the mcu if they were to throw some crazy shit into it it wouldn't really work it wouldn't really tie into the tom holland spider-man it would have to be a spin-off it would have to be a one-off spin-off yeah so so this this is um the thing that i want to discuss right which is that superhero movies now are so popular I think that the future of these are going to come down to uh, like a combination of the superhero genre with other genre movies to take it to the next level. Because there's just too many superheroes movies at this point. It's like, I mean, even even with the MCU movies, I'm starting to feel like each one is just kind of new characters, same plot, same, same twists and turns. And it's just not that interesting. It's not that unique. So I feel like they could do that with, with the Spider-Man movies as well. Like they could make a genre film where it's a super comedy think think what um taika with waititi did with four uh four ragnarok right which was an absolutely hilarious film and you would not have thought that four would be made into this kind of movie you know um but he 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 like went in on it and he he just thought okay i'm gonna make a great kind of like funny movie and just blow out of the proportions of like the ridiculousness of it right and and it worked so yeah, it's good. So it's it's interesting that you say that you know Tom Holland's character doesn't fit into it because the original four and the first two four movies also didn't fit into like a comedy setting, right? Like they were doing this whole like Shakespearean, <laughs> like a uh, Greek god style thing, you know, or I guess like um in this case like Viking god style thing where he's speaking in weird old English and 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 really trying to like act like a like a god. And you wouldn't have thought that that would work in a in a comedy movie, but they pulled it off. Fair enough, yeah. I guess we'll just see. We we'll just have to see how it turns out. Just don't make it into another Pokemon, man. Another Pokemon. Like you know the Pokemon movie, like 
tried to make real life Pokemon, right? It was pretty cool at first. Wait, and did then... Detective Pikachu? Yeah, that one. Well, I thought I thought it was a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved it. I'm not too big fan of it. Wait, why not? Just thought it was like, mm, I I guess there's some novelty in making Pokemon look real, right? Mm. Yeah, but it's just a different image, and the movie didn't really have a plot. Yeah, it really didn't have a plot. I saw the twist of you know him being his dad from a mile away. Yeah, but I I still enjoyed it. Like, as I've been saying since the beginning of this, just because you enjoy a movie doesn't mean it's a good movie. <laughs> if you can still enjoy bad movies, that's the point. I think you enjoy it for the novelty factor, right? You've, you've never seen a Pokemon in real life. Like, what would it look like? That's for me, is what sold me on the movie. It's just my childhood dream of seeing Pokemon IRL, you know? And they pulled off so well. It looks so cool. Yeah, but I don't think they really explored the Pokemon side of it. It's a buddy cop movie with a Pokemon. It, yeah, they didn't really explore the like Pokemon world that much. I thought it was just a bit disappointing. Yeah, you could replace all the Pokemons with like people and it would still be like a buddy cop movie. It's, there's nothing special about it revolving around Pokemon. Yeah, but I, I would argue that that's what works, right? Because you, if you took out the, the buddy cop element of it and literally just had Pokemon, which which remember, don't speak, right? <laughs> like you would have like Pikachu's going Pika 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 nonstop, or like some some other random you know Pokemon making weird noises, and you really wouldn't be able to know what's going. Like I think the human element of it is what makes it interesting. I guess they tried to divert from like anime adaptation style, where they just tell the same story from the anime, but yeah. But for, for me, I think like a successful Pokemon movie is similar to what they did, where you set it in the world of Pokemon, right? And you show off a lot of Pokemon in this world, but it happens in the background. You have like a couple of, you know, main characters who interact very closely with Pokemon, but just seeing a lot of this Pokemon in the background, like, I don't know, like imagine a Pidgey just just flying in the background carrying some letters or something, you know? Like just having that extra detail is what makes it so exciting because that's what you love is the world. And then, like, what makes the movie good is the plot with the character development. I don't know. That's just my take. I, I really, I actually really like this movie just because of the world building. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. You know when the guy comes out of the train station and, and you just open out and see all of these Pokemon and massive crowds of people, you know, like, just walking around and stuff. I thought that was sick. I really hope they make a sequel or set another po- uh, movie in, in that universe. Yeah, I just, I, I just wanted to see more of it. And I, I thought the first time... Detective, watching Detective Pikachu, it was just, it was just boring. Like you saw the world, and that was it. That was what you watched. Yeah, I um, think. Yeah, that, I agree. Like the only cool part was it was that it was in the Pokemon world. The last half an hour was just closing out a plotline that wasn't very great. It wasn't what you want to see, basically. Yeah, I mean, it was a kids' movie, right? Like when you even looked at the battles and stuff, it was obviously aimed at um young young kids. I mean, it is what it is. I, I would love to see, like you say, like a little bit more of a, a Pokemon movie that was aimed at, you know, like our age range, people who grew, grew up with Pokemon, like the original one. Yeah. But I think that's difficult because the money is 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 getting the new, younger kids back into it, right? You probably need a balance where it's like you hit the nostalgia. So all of the parents with kids now or like people our age um, want to watch it and they come out of it with a good enough plot that you can, you can enjoy it. And it's like got all of the cool animation stuff that pulls in younger kids now. To be honest, I think I think Pokemon is the audience for Pokemon has changed. Like, I think they're trying to appeal to a much larger audience. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, do the new Pokemon games even appeal to kids anymore? 
they remake old games to bring the old audience back. That's what they've been doing. Yeah, but it's not like new kids. Like a, like a five-year-old today is not really that into Pokemon, right? Like we were. I think it's... They just have a lot more to, to see, right? There's a lot, there's a lot more yeah. things. There's just so many more options nowadays. Back then, it was like a Pokemon craze. Like, everyone had Pokemon. Hmm. And you might not, like, you wouldn't know where it was before, but like, maybe your friend plays it, so you will play it too. And it wasn't trial demos of games. Like, you'd have to actually go to a store and hope it was on demo. Yeah, I mean, the, the Pokemon game, it released with the, the Game Boy, right? Like, the original Game Boy. So it was like one of the first really well-made um, Game Boy games to come out. It's probably why it was so popular at the time. Yeah, it was it was an RPG that that appealed to the younger audience at the time. Like you could you know just collect all the Pokemon. It was relatively easy. There wasn't there wasn't much about it at the time. I remember playing that shit in Japanese without knowing any Japanese. I didn't even look up guides or anything, but I managed to beat the game somehow. It was still terrible, right? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I remember when I was a kid, I got I got jealous of the um, other Chinese kids who were playing it and they understood Chinese so they could read some of the Japanese. And I was like, man, I can't read any of this. <laughs> this makes no sense to me at all. Wait, you, you couldn't read any Chinese? No, not when I was a kid, man. Uh, fairs, fairs. I mean, I would have thought you would read it as a kid, but not now. No, because I, I, I studied Mandarin, right, when I, I was in secondary school. Whereas when I was a kid, I studied for like maybe one or two years, but I didn't give a fuck and I just gave up on it. <laughs> Fairs. I don't remember understanding the kanji, but I suppose it maybe it kind of helped. Well, you got to think like, like imagine just like a, like a Western kid just looking at a bunch of characters, not even knowing anything. You know, I, I can't even tell if this is based around water or, you know, some kind of... Yeah, I mean, at least you know what... Oh, yeah, first, 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 first. You got a big edge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, well, meanwhile, like, I'm looking at it in Japanese, and just like, okay, I've just got a whole ton of squiggly characters. Like, what, what does this What does this even mean? But you can read Japanese now? Yeah, I mean, like, now I could probably... How's your Chinese now? I mean, it's all right, you know. I, I've done it for enough years that... I, if If... I think like if I went to live in Japan or or like China or like Hong Kong for two or three years, I could probably pick it up fairly quickly because I've got some of the basics, you know. Um, but obviously, like I don't actively have it in my active memory. If that makes sense. But it's, I mean, that's the same for language, right? It's difficult if you're not really using it every day. Yeah, but like there's the really sad thing about this the, the Detective Pikachu movie is that so there was this studio called Vancouver's Moving Picture Company. And they're the group who did the animations for Detective Pikachu and um, Lion King and Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, and this studio, I'm pretty sure, is closed down. Or Yeah, yeah. So, like, this, this studio now has closed down. So, probably we're not going to get that kind of animation for a long while. Somehow they didn't make enough money out of it. I mean, of course, they really butchered Sonic the Hedgehog the first time around. Like, I, <laughs> it was only because of all the ridicule that they got they had to redo the the animations for the entire movie and yeah i, I imagine that would set them back quite a lot oh, right yeah but they also did the lion king and detective pikachu which did decent like lion king was was pretty good right i think yeah, lion king did really well i think lion king was the only one that did well yeah detective pikachu was mixed yeah i mean it's just pretty sad because I mean, that animation in detective pikachu was I still think it's amazing. Like, having it look absolutely incredible. And, and The animation was amazing. It was just the plot and the acting that was lacking. Exactly. I think it's honestly like, 
one of those things where you either really like it or you just don't like it at all. Are you you mean the animation? Yeah, the animation, like the style of it. Oh yeah, like Pikachu being blurry and like fuzzy was a little bit awkward to me. And that was, that was all right for me. It made sense. Like the f- weird thing for me was Mr. Mime. Like that was weird. Like, he he has no skin or anything. You know, he he just yeah, it's kind of weird. That Mr. Mime scene was pretty funny though. I liked it. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoyed. It was, it was one of the better scenes. Like he he brought some actual comedy to the film. Like nothing cringe. Yeah, it was actually funny. And it fits the character of Mr. Mime as well. Like it's not forced. So just coming back to this main topic, then one of the things that I was really interested in was this new mutants movie that fox were working on because uh if you remember the original trailers that they released this was supposed to be like a full-on horror movie uh mixing with x-men and like the whole concept of x-men and mutants was wasn't the main part of it right it was like just set in the world where mutants exist um and this was supposed to be just a good horror movie you know and i was like super excited for this because I think this is the most, this is the thing that's missing from superhero stuff in general right now, right? Like, I just, I love the genre. Super cool to see that the CGI and effects have caught up now where you can believe in it. Um, and I think the only thing that they need to sort out, and this is the same for all movies, is how do you make a great movie? Because I think that's the biggest, like, stumbling block, right? Even a lot of the MCU movies, they're cool, but they're not great movies. And so I was really excited for this movie and, like, Johnny, you've already seen this, right? Like, I don't think, Jason, you haven't, you haven't seen the movie yet, have you? No. So, like, um, they basically originally planned to make this a horror movie, and then um, when Fox got bought by Disney, they started to, or I imagine they must have started to pivot the movie towards being, like, like a coming-of-age kind of, like, introducing mutants kind of movie, and, and the horror elements were toned down a lot. But what was the movie called? New Mutants. So let me let me pull up the original trailer, man, because because it was cool. So this was three years ago. Check this out. Check out this trailer. I don't watch horror movies, man. This is a... most of the scenes still made it into the movie, but I guess the horror element just got played up in the trailer, just so that it would attract a larger audience. If these scenes made it into the movie, then then wouldn't this mean that? You know, they got taken, like, these scenes got taken out of the movie just so they can make the trailer scary. This is the thing, right? Is that, so when you look at this trailer, this came out in 2017, right? Mm-hmm. So the original vision for this movie was to be a horror movie. Fox were going to make this a proper horror movie. And, and this, is, this is when they, um, the, this trailer was released when it was still on the Fox, right? Um, and it was problem, the problem is that uh, after... Marvel bought Fox essentially just to get the X Men and and Fantastic Fallback. They pivoted it, like they they turned it away from being a horror movie, and that's why you start to see this. This like when you actually watch the movie, there's like a tug and, and uh, pull between being a horror versus being kind of young teenage uh, coming of age kind of action movie. Yeah, but all of these scenes, except the ones where there are faces coming out of the wall, yeah, were actually in the movie. So you can probably deduce that the only thing that got cut from the movies were the faces going through the walls. Nah, this, that's not how it works, though. Because you got to think that there's so many other scenes that were probably recorded and, and we have never even seen. Like, there could have been so many freaky scenes that, that we just didn't see in the final movie. Yeah, but then a lot of movie trailers deviate a lot from the actual movie. Because people who make the trailers, like, they don't care what 
the people making the movie are trying to make. They just want to get people interested in it. Sure, like th- that's definitely a thing. But I think I guess my main point is that Fox did come out and say that they were gonna make a horror movie, and this was the entire concept of this. And bear in mind, like these are the same guys who did the Logan movie with um, X thirteen. Is it is it X thirteen? I forget her name. Was it like twenty three? Oh yeah, X twenty three. I I I can't remember what her exact name is, but but like they made this like period piece um, movie of Logan as well, right? Where they said, okay, we're, we're going to use the X-Men and, and superheroes, but it's not going to be about superheroes. Superheroes are just the world where it's set in, and we're going to make a genre movie, right? And that's what made it so cool and such a great movie. So, so like, just bearing that in mind, like, I, I, I'm, I tend to believe that they were going to go in on this and make it into a horror movie before Marvel came in and bought them out, basically. And the other thing, the other thing is like when Marvel did buy them out, they actually did a lot of reshoots as well with the characters and things. So yeah, they probably had uh, a change in vision basically, and that's that's what happened in the end. Like that's the final movie that we got to see, right? It's this um, kind of like change in vision, more accessible to a larger audience, I suppose. Exactly. I mean, they they I I think from kind of like Marvel's uh, point of view, you want to do X Men and Mutants at some point, right? So you probably, but you've got this new Mutants f- movie footage that you're not going to just not release, right? It's just a waste of money. So you're probably just thinking, okay, let's just make this something that we can release and we can just wreck on at some point, right? So it doesn't, it doesn't affect our future plans for X-Men. I, I imagine that's what they're thinking. Because they, they've probably got, I mean, like, they definitely have some, some super cool plans where they tie in X-Men and Mutants into the next phase of um, the MCU. You know, and, and they definitely wouldn't yeah. want baggage from, from, you know, this movie, basically, or any X-Men uh, movies that Fox have released. Yeah, I, I don't know. It sounds like there's just mixed feelings about the movie. I, I mean, I guess, like, my main point is that I was hyped for this to be a horror movie. I actually like horror movies, and, and the idea that, like, imagine a really good, scary horror movie that happened to have mutants in. That would be sick. Like, I, the idea of that just sounds super cool to me. Yeah, like, it didn't really make sense that if the main character, I forgot what her name was, her power was inducing um, people's nightmares and making them come true. The nightmares would be this, like, mild. I think all of the nightmares except except the burnt girlfriend of that guy in the pool were pretty mild. Mm. Yeah, like, like, whose nightmare would be a giant fucking teddy bear? That's not fucking scary. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's true. But I, I think that's the filming thing again. Like, if they'd filmed it in a different way, like, there's definitely a way they could have made it really freaky, you know? Oh, yeah, fair enough. I think the plot of the setting of the movie just, just set up for failure, right? You've got you've got a superhero movie where you're targeting adolescent audience, and then you're also trying to make it a horror movie. Like, you're just making it. It was Logan as well, though. But Logan worked really well. Logan was an already very popular character, right? Yeah, but X Men is a very popular, like popular group of superheroes as well. I, 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 w- I would say like the Logan movie. It's it's this case of it's a great movie. If you if he didn't have superpowers and if he wasn't Logan, that would still be a great movie, you know. And it's just like it's a it's a great movie that happened to have a great X Men character in it, and that's what makes it like next level great. And and like that that's what New Mutants was supposed to be. Like when you talk about like it mixing with the adolescent target audience, I'm pretty sure that was 
uh, Marvel stepping in saying, hey, nah, we don't want to do this. Let's uh, stop pivoting it, you know, for, for that younger teen audience, which is uh, pretty unfortunate. Like, imagine Split, right? Split. Like, did you know that Split is a superhero movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's a superhero trilogy, dude. Yeah, which is crazy, right? But, but that's the point. It's like, New Mutants could have been like Split. It's a great horror movie that happens to have superheroes and powers in it. Split's a horror movie? Yeah. I mean, it, it's kind of like logical. Yeah. I, I like. I did not find it. I did not find any horror element to it at all. You think it's because you're desensitized to horror movies or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're right. It's like a psychological thriller, probably a yeah, better psychological thriller. It's not really a horror movie, but yeah, I I really liked the trilogy: Unbreakable, Split, and then Glass. I think I think Glass kind of fell, fell like didn't fall through. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, Split on its own was just incredible. Incredible. The the acting from uh, James McAvoy's crazy. Yeah, James McAvoy really carried that movie. Holy shit! Like he just played like what twenty different characters with different personalities, and he played them so believably well. It was really good. That's the saddest thing about um, retconning Fox's X Men universe is that we're losing James McAvoy, who was incredible as um, you know Professor X. Yeah. Uh. Dark Phoenix was a complete mess, though. Yeah, I'm for sure. For sure, I'm excited for X Men under Marvel because, <laughs> apart from like the, probably the first X Men movie that Fox made back in that was also early 2000s, right? It has not gone well in the last decade. I enjoyed First Class and I enjoyed Days of Future Past. Yeah, I enjoyed it too. But that's about it. For the new X Men movies, I thought First Class was really good. I like X Men First Class. I thought that was really good. Yeah, First Class was really good. Days of Future Past was good, but then after that, Apocalypse was was pretty shit. Dark Phoenix was a complete mess. Apocalypse was terrible. It's still not as bad as Dark Phoenix. I don't even remember watching Dark Phoenix. Oh, I watched it on plane and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at, at this point. Of time, like Fox had no clue what they're doing with the X Men. Let's just be honest. And like the the original X Men trilogy, I think X One, X Two were good. The Last Stand was 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 kind of kind of bad. Yeah, I I have the same um I have the same memory of that as a kid where I watched it. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. I'm seeing all these like effects and superpowers and stuff, and I actually really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, I really enjoyed it as well. But then the Last Stand was 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 a bit of a letdown after the first two but uh this is so i mean like i think it's pretty exciting to have x-men under marvel now like i'm i'm super hyped to see what they do with it but i will be disappointed that they are not gonna do what fox did with deadpool and logan because i think deadpool logan and what the new movies could have been i think fox was onto something which was like creating great movies that just happened to be set in that universe to be fair the super is pretty done to death like most superheroes have you know, a very similar background story and then like all like all, all the plot are pretty similar they all oh, they're like discovering the powers and there's like a mentor figure and then oh one, one of your close long time friends or like a family friend or someone you've long time turns out to be the villain and you're gonna fight them and shit yeah it's just overdone yeah that genre is so done to death but putting it putting in a new spin to it like adding some horror to it or doing it like logan would really help the superhero genre but it's very hard to achieve i think yeah but that's what fox was doing right they were, they were starting to do it with deadpool and logan and i think they like i think if 
if Marvel hadn't bought them and they had the opportunity to keep going down that road for the next two or three years, uh, we would have seen more and more movies like that because, I mean, they both did amazing. Like, Logan and Deadpool were renowned and, and did well at the cinemas as well, you know? And, and like, and the other sad thing is that Marvel's never going to do that, like, 18-plus movie. At least I don't think they will. Or Disney won't let them. So the conclusion is Disney's ruining everything? <laughs> They're definitely limiting the potential of where it could have gone. Yeah. And I mean... I mean they have a monopoly on superhero movies. Yeah. Marvel doesn't really have any competitors because the DC movies, you know... They're not competitive, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, Apart from maybe like Shazam or Aquaman, the rest have been pretty shy. Oh, Wonder Woman as well, obviously. Okay, Wonder Woman's like the, the only one that's kind of memorable. The Marvel movies are just bigger. They just marketed it better. No, I think the Marvel movies are better because they've had a legacy of doing it for like 10 years now where it's better, you know? Whereas like DC are just starting to get back into it. And they're really rushing through it. They, they would be, they, DC would basically oh, like... We, That's what it is. They just want a piece of... Exactly, yeah. They, they were basically like, we were late to the party. We fucked up. Let's try and catch up in two years. And it just doesn't work. You just can't rush this kind of thing. Yeah, you can't rush building an entire universe. Yeah, it's just like a out, right? Yeah, like when you when you look at the in, like Avengers um endgame set of double movies, it like those movies on their own are not great. Like what makes them great is that you've got all of this backstory behind like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, and you've got all of this backstory um on Captain America and all of these other characters, which makes you care so much, you know? Whereas if you, if you just went into those movies without having seen any of the others, you'd probably think, okay, this was a pretty cool superhero movie, but it wasn't like like next level, you know, just, just incredible, right? The end of a decade of movies, essentially. Yeah, and aside from all the universe building stuff, Justice League was just a bad movie. Yeah, exactly. Even if they didn't try to rush it, even if they brought back like Christian Bale's Batman and I don't know, what's, what's his face? The guy who used to play Superman in early two thousands, Henry Cavill. Oh wait, no, not Henry. No, Cavill, you see, he's too young, isn't he? Uh, Christopher Reeve, right? The, the the yeah, the guy who plays Adam in Legends of Tomorrow. He used to play Superman. Oh, you're talking about the two thousand. Um... Yeah, Christopher Reeve. Holy <laughs> Even they, like, actually, you know took those characters and made the same Justice League movie, it wouldn't have worked either. Like, aside from the universe-building aspect of it, the movie was just bad because the plot was so messy. I mean, this is true, right? Oh, <laughs> was, no, no, yeah. Brandon Ruth was... Oh, yeah, Brandon Ruth. Christopher Reeve was way older. Yeah, Brandon Ruth was the guy who played Superman in Superman Returns. 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Christopher Reeve was, like, way before that. I, I mean, I completely forgot about this movie, but it's actually pretty good as well. <laughs> I quite yeah, liked it. Was, it was a good movie. <laughs> yeah, and then after the after Superman Returns, the Batman trilogy obviously got a lot of success. Yeah, Batman trilogy was good. Is but like the Batman trilogy is is like um a misnomer, right? It was like a, a trilogy of incredible movies made by Christopher Nolan, which happened to be with Batman in it. Like he just made great movies, you know. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's that's that, that's the point. So when you're like, it's not about superhero movies or not superhero movies. It's about making a good movie with superheroes mm. in it. Exactly, and I think that's the thing that's missing. Like even when you, like even all the MCU movies, 
I really don't think that the majority of them are that good. I think a lot of them are kind of mediocre. Like, look yeah, at Ant-Man. mediocre, but they're not, like, bad. But, like, DC movies, a lot of them are, like, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's true, that's true. And, and, and I think the only thing that holds together the MCU movies is the fact that it's part of the same universe. And people are just, like, bought into the universe, you know? Like, you just want to see what happens at the end of it. If you really think about it, there were quite a lot of bad, like, MCU movies as well. Like Thor one and two were bad. Yeah, exactly. Ant Man I thought was really mediocre. Like I, like, I thought it was all right. I really liked Ant Man. <laughs> really? Yeah, I really. Average. I, I didn't even think there was anything like amazing about it. It was just he just turns small, and that's it. That's his power. Like I, I don't know. Not like a heist movie with Ant Man in it, and not just like a generic superhero origin story that's the issue with ant-man is that like they just made it into a superhero movie and his superhero powers are just kind of meh you know like yeah if they had gone comedy star like what what taika waititi did with full ragnarok like ant-man could have been great like he he's like made for a comedy movie you know i mean they tried to add a comedy tip it was just, it was just i don't know no and Man was funny man it was a second one that yeah flat. the first one was it was alright. It was like kind of funny, but it wasn't like full Ragnarok funny. Okay, yeah, fair enough. That was my issue with Man Man. It was like it's like a mediocre comedy. I think I just enjoy heist movies a lot, and Ant Man being like half a heist movie, half a superhero movie, just hit the mark for me. I was part of a superhero uh, power, anyways. So. But like that's the thing, right? It's it's superhero fatigue. It's um like when you've seen every single one of them, like you just don't want to see the superhero origin story anymore. You know, it's done. It's done. It's, it's so boring. I think origin stories are just boring. Yeah, right. You need to have them to get new viewers. But, but do you need to have them? Like I don't think you do. I mean, if people haven't watched watched it, right? So Marvel recently did a revamp of the X Men with this House of X series and a whole load of new stories in their comics. Um, And I started reading it, right? And there is no backstory. They just chuck in, like, maybe 50 to 100 mutants and all of the powers and shit. Like, they just chuck them straight in, and they're not explaining any of it, but they just dive right into the plot. And, okay, yes, like, I know a little bit of backstory about X-Men from watching the movies, but, like, like, like you'll know, unless you read the comics, you don't really know the backstory. Like... 80% 80% of these characters, I have no clue who they are, what their powers are. But I got so into this comic line because the plot was good. So, and I think this just demonstrates, like, you don't need to, to tell the origins of every single character as long as your, your story is good. Um, and, like, and, and I think that's fine. I think, like, I think that's where uh, superhero movies need to get to now. Like, no one needs to know another origin story at this point. It's so boring. Oh, you talk about the House of X. Yeah. You should... You should totally read it. It's so good. Yeah, I, I have not read it. Yeah, it's like... So I don't even read any of these X-Men comics. And I just got so invested. I, I completely finished the line. It's incredible. You should, you should absolutely watch it. And they just finished one of the um, story arcs in it as well. So it's worth it. But yeah, that will, uh, that will get you into the X-Men for sure. <laughs> so, so, and it's really interesting as well because the, the X-Men have been kind of like in the comics have... Well, what I've heard is that it's kind of gone kind of boring, you know, kind of stale with the, with the relationships and, and like this Dark Phoenix stuff. It's been redone a lot. Um, and this entire reboot of the X-Men universe essentially is so fresh. 
Um, and I think the timing is about right. Like, if you think about the fact that Marvel just bought um, uh, just bought Fox, right, and got the rights back to X-Men. Um, and at the same time that they're doing this whole fresh new take on the X-Men as well in the comics, I totally think that they probably would go in that direction in the movies. They're probably going to go in this kind of like a, yeah, like a X-Men, House of X kind of, kind of plot line in the next couple of years. And it's so good. Like, uh, it would be crazy not to. I mean, I haven't read it, so I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, give it a go. It's it's yeah. really good. Like I say, I I don't I don't really read comics. Well, I don't read comics, uh, and I and I got into this, and it just hooked me completely. Yeah, I think that's why I found um the boys so so intriguing as well. It's because it's like a new spin on the superhero genre. Do you guys watch the boys? Yeah, I I think I told you about it when the trailer came out. Yo, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You you are the one who told me about it. I just I just liked it because the the realism. Yeah, <laughs> and it it is a, and it's a fresh take. Yeah, it's super fucked up though, and I fucking love it. <laughs> Have you read the boys comics? I've actually read the boys comics, like all of them. There are around like hundred and twenty issues. I <laughs> just read them all in one week. I heard it's even more fucked up in the comics. Yeah, it's like in the comics, it's even more fucked up. Like, just imagine how fucked up the TV series is, and. Imagine it's already toned down from the comics. Did you did you read the new? Did you read the new? Uh, not not read. Did you watch the new series of the boys, the second season? Oh yeah, I have, I have, I have. That have you seen it, Jason? Uh, I haven't. I, I didn't bother. Are you, are you gonna watch it? Maybe it's like I, I don't mind. I mean, there was there was that one scene right, um, where you see this guy with with a like a like a long tail, you know, his superpower. <laughs> and, oh, uh... it's love sausage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And his his power is that his his penis just it just stretches infinitely, and at one point like the guys are running away, and his his penis just breaks through the door and wraps it around <laughs> this guy's necks and starts strangling him, <laughs> and then he gets he gets he like kills the guy right takes it off and he's like, holy shit, this isn't what I think it is, is it? <laughs> and when you the re- the moment of realization when you realize oh this is that guy like that's what it is. <laughs> Oh my god, it's incredible. It's it's a cameo of Love Sausage, like an actual character from the comics. It's uh Yeah, Love Sausage is like a pretty prominent character in the comics and then they put him in the second season of The Boys and I was so hyped to see Love Sausage. fucking ridiculous, man. Yeah. But that was like one of the best scenes of season 2. I think. Yeah, yeah. his penis like broke through the door and was choking MM, right? Yeah, <laughs> MM got it off, and he was like, "Oh, is this what I th- was that what I thought it was?" It was so funny. That's the best bit when you first see it. Like you don't know it. Like when I watched it, I was like, "Oh, oh, it's just some like weird like long thing," you know. Oh. And it was until that moment when 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 he the characters realize it, and I realize it at the same time, and it's like, "Oh my god, no, I can't believe it." No. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh, it's crazy. But yeah, like um, but yeah, the boys is like a really good example of like. Uh, like this is this absolutely has to be where superheroes go. It's like just unlocking or just the combination of new genre movies or new genre content with the superhero um, world. You know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, same with Umbrella Academy because that came out at the same time as The Boys, and it's like again, you just happen to have super, superheroes in it, but it's just a really different take to what's been done before. Mm-hmm. Keeps it fresh, makes it interesting. What do you think is gonna happen for Umbrella Academy season three? I have no clue. I, I, to be honest, I thought season two was was a little bit meh compared to season one. Well, it was okay. It was okay. 
it was fresh, like taking them back in time in a different time era. It was pretty fresh. Yeah, I, the thing for me is that what made Umbrella Academy season one like super good was the soundtrack. Like the soundtrack that he put into it was incredible. Um, and and just the way that they created that whole feel, right? It it doesn't feel very more like a little bit like pre modern, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It, it takes you back, you know, the sound songs like to to the early two thousands, you know, uh, and they captured that vibe so well. And I think that 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 vibe was kind of missing in in season two. And without it, for me, it was it was it became a little bit meh. It, it was still good, but it was just like not as good. I think that's just because you feel nostalgic about the not the early two thousands and not about like the eighties. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> then that doesn't really make season two a worse season than season one. Well, I I mean, I don't know because maybe to some extent they they create that sense of nostalgia as well, right? Like a lot of the songs that I got into from season one, it's not like I loved them before. It was from watching season one, like I I then loved the songs, you know. Fair enough. I barely remember what season two was about. I just remember like Ben being alive in the Sparrow Academy at the end. I was. I mean, it was the whole. Um, it was the whole like time travelers, people trying to trying to take out the Umbrella Academy, and and they happen to have like a like a secret secret operative right, um, working with them. And then and then I mean, there's that whole thing at the end where where Vanya gives away his powers, you know, to that little kid, and he still retains some of it. Oh yeah, right, right, right. right. It was what a Lay- Layla or like Lila or some shit. Yeah. She was a secret agent and she started dating. Diego, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember it now. I remember it now. Yeah, but I think that's the other thing is that in season one there was so much mystery. You know, like with um number was it number three the time traveler five. Yeah, like with number five, like you had all of the mystery of his backstory and like what the fuck is going on with him and this entire like time traveling world and organization, right? Like none of this was. It was all new and, and exciting. And then you had all of this new and excitingness with like the world getting destroyed. And then with season two, they had the same concept of the world going to get destroyed, but it's not new anymore, right? Like we've seen this in season one is the problem. And the same with the time travelers, like none of that is new. And all of the mystery, I think is gone. I think that, that also is like a big part of what makes season two not as interesting. That would apply to any sequel though, or like any season twos. 100%. That's the thing though, right? That's why a lot of sequels are worse. It's difficult to make something new when you've already done it once. I think that is why you get a lot of kind of meh sequels. And when, when people actually manage to do amazing sequels, it's because they've gone in a completely different direction or they've done something completely fresh. Oh yeah, like Split as a sequel to Unbreakable. Exactly, exactly, right? They're just two great movies. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess it could be the same for The Boys as well, right? Like even season two... A lot of the ideas are still the same from season one. Mm-hmm. They just kind of up the stakes with like a fucking Nazi. <laughs> yeah, true. I I think I think the boys did it marginally better, where enough was different, and with that whole um the element of the kid as well, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that that en- added enough of a dynamic to it to make it interestingly different. I used to be obsessed with the DC TV series like Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. But then now I just find it so repetitive. I've completely given up on watching those. Probably watch, watch it. Yeah. Were you guys ever into the Arrowverse, or, or is it just me? I I, I was into the uh, Arrow uh, series for the first like three or four, and then yeah, 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 yeah. I just dropped off at some point. Yeah. 
did you ever watch the flash or like the other ones like legends of tomorrow or supergirl batwoman yeah I, I watched like i watched the flash because you told me about it i watched the first couple of seasons which were good but then it got rubbish and i never yeah. watched uh, yeah, yeah, Legends yeah, yeah. of tomorrow it was just superman in my opinion they all turned into just soap operas yeah exactly yeah for all of them i feel like only the first couple of seasons were good but not Batwoman. Batwoman is just completely shite. I mean, they were just trying to be very, very edgy in that series. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Legends of Tomorrow was 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 a new twist for like the first two or three seasons, and then it got kind of meh as well. Yeah, I mean, personally, I'm not a big fan of that soap opera style series anyway, to be honest. It's a little bit, yeah, it's just a bit mundane. Did you hear about um, Marvel's press uh, no not marvel disney's like press release the other day and they announced the entire slate of marvel and star wars stuff coming in the next oh yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. holy moly i still haven't watched mandalorian season two i haven't had, had time you you need to watch it now because it's finished it finished yesterday oh really oh i haven't had time i need to watch that i need to watch that so bad i've only seen the numbers for the final episode and i saw like a 10 i was like oh man oh, this damn. this this must be a good yeah this must be a good finisher <laughs> Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm super hyped for it. Um. Well, I can. I can. The only thing I can say is that season two is incredible. I loved it, and I'm just hyped to see the last episode. To be honest, see how it goes out. I really need to get Disney Plus, don't I? Is it even available in Hong Kong? I have not checked. It is available in Hong Kong. There is a Hong Kong site, but I don't think you can actually sign up. Oh yeah, yeah. You can't. You can't. Nothing's available in Hong Kong, man. Just fucking kill me right now. <laughs> I just want to watch Wonder Woman. Yeah, VPN. Do you even have any streaming? Like, who has the rights to, to the IP? Is it like a broadcasters by the rights? Or do you have like streaming? I have that do it? no idea. Because I think a lot of the issue with um, Disney Plus and uh, HBO, like these American streaming um, sites, essentially, apart from Netflix, right? Is that they, they have IP issues because they probably licensed out their content to a broadcaster or someone. And that's what means that you, you can't watch it on their service, basically. So, I mean, I would assume that someone's, you know, done a deal with Disney and got all the movies and shit. Hmm. Probably why they haven't launched the service. But yeah, it's like, I mean, it's, it's pretty hype. They, like, the, the lineup from, from Marvel with the, I think I was most hyped about the movies. I thought the TV shows were, the only TV show that stood out to me was Loki. Did you see the trailer for this, Jason? No. Dude, like, wait, let me pull this up for you. Because this trailer is this trailer is super hype. So they, they released like a slate of trailers for all of their new TV shows and stuff. And I think Loki was probably the most exciting one. Like, it, it looks so interesting. Like, you kind of get some of the, uh, like, American Gods kind of vibe to some, to some of this. American um, that... Gods? Yeah, like like the vibe, you know, when he's when you get to the scene with um with the the field and the fire and there's this cloaked person, like that gave me those kind of vibes, you know. I know it's gonna be totally different, but whatever happened with American Gods, dude? There's a season three coming. Oh really? Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Have you read the book? The book is fucking amazing as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I read it after you told me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. I even remember asking, I was like, is this the end of it? Because you told me that there was a second book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they are, like, not really novels, but just a series of short stories. Like, things set in the universe? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Yeah, but but like this the Loki trailer looks incredible. Its production value is insane. It's like a movie. Yeah, it's, so it's crazy, right, dude? Um, so so the really interesting thing is with the Mandalorian. One of the the most exciting things about, the, or one of the really innovative things with the first season of the Mandalorian, is John Favreau, the director, uh, who also directed the first Iron Man, right? Um, he created this, or I don't know if he created it, but he his the team that worked with him on the Mandalorian created this new way of filming, um, which is like they have a physical set and they surround the set with a a circle of um, high HD screens, which um, it's like a TV, right? Like a curved HD screens that that show images and videos and stuff, and they create a set within this. So when you watch the Mandalorian. Some of the scenes that they recorded look incredibly realistic because they literally have that in the background. Like that is literally playing on an enormous screen that surrounds the the characters, you know. And that's right. what um when you see these these like all of these Marvel TV shows and movies now, they're essentially just expanding that technology because because like now they know they figured out the secret source of how do you how do you how do you record like this? Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 really exciting. Like when you see alien worlds and stuff in the future, they're just going to be next level realistic because of this tech. But yeah, you should you should totally check it out. It's uh, interesting. Yeah, I really need to watch the Mandalorian. Where can I watch that shit? Netflix, is that? It's on Netflix. <laughs> no, it's, it's on, on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. Was it on? It's on Disney Plus, in it, but it's not available in Hong Kong. You you can get it, Jason. You got Disney Plus in uh in the UK. Yeah, I want to get it already, man. <laughs> you should. You should. I mean, you, you should. Get, you should really get. I just want to get it to watch Loki. But you can. You can just use the month free to watch all of season one and two of Mandalorian now, and then you can resubscribe when Loki comes out. True. I should do that. Yeah. But yeah, like like Mandalorian is just incredible. It's totally worth. Totally worth it. Just to just to watch that series. Dude, I guess I need to unsub from Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've watched everything I want to watch on Netflix. Like yeah, this. I just finished the uh, the Queen's Gambit. That was. Oh, you good, finished right? it. Yeah, I finished it. Yo, the janitor scene, man. Dude, that was so it was sad. so sad. It was so sad. <laughs> yeah, I legit cried like a bitch. I don't know how well I, I liked the ending. I thought it was okay. Same. That's why I said to Dan as well. I didn't really like the ending that much. Like it brought, it brought a close, right? But it felt like it was too early. Yeah, and I felt like they forced a happy ending too. Yeah, exactly. It it almost felt like that the movie should have just been a tragic, like a tragic, a tragic movie. I, I mean, yeah, it definitely could have been a tragedy, right? That's what I said. Yeah, like like Beth had been treating all of those people like shit for the entire time, and then they all suddenly just decide to come together and to help her out, and that that makes no sense. Yeah, but on the other hand, her character also goes through a ton of shit, right? Like the entire story of. Of of her like the entire series is her coming to an understanding that her her mother tried to kill her like that also gives her a very tragic past. I I, I felt like it, that bit was just underdeveloped, right? Did you? I thought no, I mean, like, well, no, it was it was great. The yeah. whole backstory was was told really well throughout the entire series, just from like glimpses of her past. Yeah, like like it it, it mirrors her development as a character, right? Where at the start. She's 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 in denial of it because she doesn't realize it, despite the fact that she already knows it, right? And then by the end of it, you see very clearly that her mom tried to kill her, and that is the reflection of her acceptance that okay, my mom tried to kill me, you know, and that's how she gets past her drug addiction and 
and kind of moves forward with her life. I don't think it was um I don't think that was rushed at all or underdeveloped. Like it, it it comes slowly across every single episode. I mean, well, what's the motivation for for that giving her the strength? To get past her drug addiction. Well, well her, dr- her drug addiction was a coping mechanism with the fact that as a kid, she was in denial that her mom tried to kill her. Yeah, and then her accepting the fact that her mother tried to kill her, but even despite of that, other people can still care for her was her realization. And that's how she got off the drug addiction. But then the ending where everyone that came together to help her was just a bit like over the top feels good kind of ending for me so so imagine this right imagine that the ending is exactly the same but she doesn't have everyone help her and it's just like one person helping her like that would i mean i can see how that could be an even better uh, ending because it gives her more empowerment right like she's the one who figures out how to beat the guy plus i guess it removes some of that like fakiness where you're like oh i don't really believe that everyone's going to show up there to help like like that's that's not what i'm trying to say i i I think there should at least be like one or two more episodes showing her trying to reconcile everyone before everyone is just suddenly okay with her being an utter bitch to them for her entire life. I think they should have ended the first season with her failing. Yeah, and then like even after the realization that she had been pushing other people away, there should be at least some scenes of her trying to reconcile everyone before everyone just kind of like forgives her and just tries to help her. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it, it all went a bit fast at the end, right? Like, randomly, Jolene just shows up. Okay, for a reason, because the janitor was there, so they went to the funeral, right? But then she just decides to give all her, like, college money, or graduate school money, to Beth to go to this tournament. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's true. It's kind of random how it, that happens. It's all a bit unrealistic like you haven't seen this person for 15 years something like a very long time i mean i haven't seen you in many years if you come to hong kong and be like yo johnny give me 10 grand i would tell you to fuck off (laughs) exactly it's just i don't know it's just not realistic it takes away from from the realism at the beginning where you can really understand what this character has gone through but at the end it felt it felt like a a free ticket ride to success which yeah yeah it, it felt like a feels good kind of like yeah it was like they had to end it they, they had to end it in two episodes and they just did it this way like, it's not bad like it's not terrible but it just it's just a waste of what it could have yeah. yeah i think that's a fair comment i mean it does make sense i kind of agree it, it kind of comes out of the blue right how, how she's there <laughs> and, and giving so much money just to help her and then the random interaction between her and her adoptive father was just i don't know it's just filler yeah. I mean, I, I quite like that scene because, like, that guy was a jerk. And it was it was cool to see that she was the person in power, you know? Like, he's the one who has to come begging on his knees now for money. Like, that, that I, I like that because I was like, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> You're an ass for leaving them, you know? And then coming back to, to trying to take money off her. Okay, you get the idea that he's a jerk, but you already knew that before. No, but but you get you get some satisfaction from the fact that she's like she has the power to see like yes you know what I will pay you for this house because I can do that you know like that that was empowering. I I just wanted to see more of her character development. Like I felt we saw a little bit of it where she was just drunk on all her money, right? That she suddenly doesn't know what to do with and just spends it on a spree just for like a a short term relief from her depression and shit, but. 
I don't know. I think it was just a bit fast to have that all in one episode. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. Like the ending was, like you say, like a little bit of couple, maybe too many loose ends that they had to try and figure out a solution for in not enough time. Yeah, pretty much. Did, did you guys realize that the guy who played Beltek was the fat kid from Harry Potter? Yeah, he was a uh, what's his name? Dudley Dursley or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dudley Dursley, like the 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 fat kid from Harry's adopted. Yeah, Harry's Harry's uncle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Harry's uncle and son, the fat, the fat kid. Yeah, he's cousin. He's the guy who played Harry Beltic. What the heck? I had no clue. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I thought I'd seen him before. I didn't know where. And then when I saw he was like Dudley Dursley, I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. When I see when, when I think about Harry Potter, I, I think like it should be like an English accent, right? But yeah, the accent was pretty, pretty American. It was pretty like well done. None, none of the characters in Queen's Gambit are real, right? No, no, no. It's all fictional. Yeah, I don't know enough about chess history. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, nah. it's, it's totally fictional. But I guess, like, based, based on or, like, inspired by real events. They talked about real chess players, though. They talked about Paul Murphy. They talked about Bobby Fischer. I mean, it adds realism to it, right? Wait, they talked about Bobby Fischer? It Wait, no. Be. I don't think they talked about Bobby Fischer. But yeah, because Bobby about... Fischer is, like, the same... Like, <laughs> Bobby Fisher is who he is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, te- te- technically, Bobby Fisher is the Beth Harmon of real life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they talked about like Paul Murphy and like Roy Lopez. Those, those. And that would be some inception if they were talking about Bobby Fisher. <laughs> True. Dude, like, there's this new, there's this new movie or series on uh, on uh, Netflix called Sweet Home. Have you seen the trailer for this? Nope. How do you have so much time, dude? <laughs> I just they consume content, but I don't I don't play games or anything too much anymore. Oh right, okay, fairs. Sweet home. Okay, I don't want horror movies. Like, that's man. on my list. That looks pretty interesting. Oh, you you should you should watch the car. The car is a pretty good movie. The car. Uh, also Korean. It's also horror as well. Did did you did you guys see the sequel to Train to Busan? Ah uh, yeah, it was a huge disappointment, man. Horrible, wasn't it? It was terrible. What about hashtag alive? Have you seen hashtag alive? Nope. You should. It's another like uh, Korean zombie. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw this. I saw this actually. Yeah, yeah. And it takes like a pretty big spin away from regular zombie movies because mm. like this is very realistic. This is what an actual person would do in a zombie apocalypse. Instead of trying to go and like fucking fight zombies, you'd probably just stay at home like for as long as you can and then figure your way out from there yeah totally yeah it was all right it was all right not bad movie at all it was good like the call is also really good what's a sweet home deal let me watch this trailer the trailer looks pretty crazy you should uh yeah you should check it out oh okay yeah that is fucking creepy holy shit right <laughs> fuck me dude yo <laughs> <laughs> it gets weird it gets so weird what is that it's just too weird for me man so yeah, I mean, this is on my watch list. This looks really interesting. I think it could be good. Yeah, it, feel, it feels kind of like Stranger Things kind of kind of vibe, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. like if it was even more gory and, and you know, chucking a couple of like zombie elements to it. Weird as fuck. If, yeah, it, it, it feels like kind of like a Stranger Things zombie kind of deal. Wait, that, 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 that looks like, that looks like Goblin. From, from, yeah, the thing at the end, that looks like Goblin <laughs> with his fucking head cut off. 
Okay, you you know Sweet Home. I think it's an adaptation of a webtoon. Wait, that that that's literally yeah, from, from, from from what? Uh, from yeah. Left 4 Dead. <laughs> Wait, what? Isn't that literally from Left 4 Dead? Like, okay, so go 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 to a minute thirty six. Wait, second? You mean thirty six seconds? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, one minute thirty six seconds. Isn't that literally from Left 4 Dead? Yeah, yeah. It's just a generic fatty zombie, right? <laughs> Wait, this looks super good. I will watch the shit out of this, man. Yeah, right? It looks cool. I, I will watch the shit out of this. That looks so cool. It is freaky, though. I mean, I, I, I remember reading Sweet Home. It's not, it's not much of... Is it? I no, mean, it like... looks super gory and, like, freaky. Holy shit, it looks oh, so yeah, freaky like this at the end. Is... Wait, is it a movie or a series? No, it's a series. Oh. But the yeah. like... It's been going on for quite a few years, so... Have you seen um, Alice in Borderland? Yeah, I binged that the other day. Oh, is, is it good? I want to watch it. It's, I thought it was pretty good. I, I oh, binged yeah? it. Um, okay, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to watch it. What is it about? Like, death game. Yeah. Like, the, the entire concept is... is um, I mean, it's pretty stereotypical Japanese. Like, people get taken to a different world or something. They get taken somewhere. And they have to complete all these puzzles and psychological games and shit. And otherwise they die. It, it reminds me of, of this book series that I used to read as a kid. Uh, I don't know the name in English, but it was a really good good series of novels. It was English story? No, it's, it's in Japanese. and it's tra- I read it in Chinese, translated uh, okay. from Japanese. It was really good. Uh, it, it's called o- Osama Gamer. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This was also an anime, I think. Yeah, this was an anime. Oh, really? That there's an animation for it? Oh, it's not a game. Yeah. Is it any good? Because the novels were really good. This is a manga. I think I've read this. Yeah. Hey, you know, right? And it's like... I read the novels as a kid, and they were really fucking good. I think it's even... It might even be a, like a live-action series. Oh. I, I didn't know that. I actually I don't think I watched this to be honest. Yeah. I used to read a lot of like translated Japanese books. Or light novels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 Battle Royale books were really good. I mean Battle Royale movie was incredible. Yeah, the the movie was great as well. But but the books were amazing. Yeah, I I get like um so it's very different to Battle Royale. Um uh, Alice in Borderland, but I get that kind of vibe, like a like a modern kind of the way that Battle Royale was kind of different, you know. It's I get that plus it's it's well it's well made is the thing. Um, like a lot is it, of is it, things... is it scary at all or is it just not nah, scary? Nah, not at all. It just looks. It's, it's very psychological. It's just psychological. Yeah, I'll definitely watch it. Have you have you seen it, Jason? Well, Alice in Borderland. Uh... Wait, so Jason, you don't watch any like horror shit? What about like Stranger Things? Dude, I don't watch any of that shit, man. Come on. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> this is a huge fucking pussy. Oh wait, Street Home is out! It's on! Yo, I'm gonna watch the shit out of it. Like, today and tomorrow. Street Home? I, I just clicked on Netflix and it's out. Okay, I, I'm gonna watch the shit out of that. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yo, I'm so hyped, man. It, it looks so good. It actually looks so good. <laughs> I just I just get scared when I watch all this, like, gory shit. Like, I just don't like it. Wait, you don't like gory shit? No. Or... <laughs> What about like Logan? Did you find that like too gory as well? I mean, that was fine. Like, it's a movie, and the thing is, when you're already <laughs> when you when you watch it, right? 
You're already too far deep. You might as well finish it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just I absolutely love gory shit and zombie movies. Like and shit. when it's something like Sweet Home, right? And I see the ad, I see what they animate it like. I just know it's gonna there's gonna be some fucked up shit because I've read it. If it if, if it was like in a in a manga form or webtoon form, that's fine. There's no sound and it's a move. That's fine. Okay, yeah. this is a huge pussy then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what makes it fun, right? It's like yeah. you want to be scared. You don't want to watch a horror movie that doesn't make you scared. Yeah, same. But then I'm not a huge fan of like like ghost horror movies. I don't like jump scares, so. Or anything like that. Yeah, but I'm, I really like slashers, like gory, zombie, that that kind of shit. Yeah, same. I don't, I don't. Some of these psychological ones I don't like. Like, did you ever see the nun? Yeah, yeah. I I really didn't like that. That like the trailer just freaked like, me that out. Freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, but gory shit I I love. I, I'm pretty sure this trailer showed up on like Twitch or something, right? As ever, and it just. I had to install Abracoffin. Yo, 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 you guys want to play Phasmophobia together? No. I've never played it. No. <laughs> okay. But Dead by Daylight is okay. The, the, the thing is, Dead by Daylight is fine because you just fucking squat on the killer, but like, this other, other horror shit, like, you're just, you're always the victim, man. Are you not the victim in Dead by Daylight? No. Dude, we should we should get you in a VR horror game. Holy moly! No, no, I can't do it, man. I can't. <laughs> we we like lock the headset to you, so you can't take it off. <laughs> Dude, that's like bullshit, man. Can you imagine? Like, you can't even close your eyes because you can still hear the sound. <laughs> Dude, no, no, no. Oh my god! Uh... No, that would scar me as well. That would fucking scar the shit out of me. Yeah, like after I watched the call, I actually was pretty fucking disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> I I felt very disturbed for the rest of the night. the The other movie that made me that disturbed recently was The Devil All the Time. It's it's with Tom Holland and Robert Pattinson. Hmm. Like it's not it's not scary. It's not a horror movie, uh-huh. but it made me like properly disturbed because a lot of like like fucked up shit happens in in that movie. And the same goes for the call. Even though the call is more of a horror movie than the devil all the time is, but mm. both of them le- left me like really disturbed. <laughs> and I love both. I love both of those movies, man. You have to watch it. Both of them. <laughs> it left me like properly disturbed for the rest of the night. Wait, I can see that there's like a there's a Western decor and there's also like a Korean decor. Yeah, it's the Korean decor. Yeah, I've seen that on uh, Netflix. It's on the top list, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, you should definitely watch it, man. That's a pass for me. It's a bit slow for the first, like, 30 minutes, and then it gets, like, pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, this one's a pass for me as well. Wait, what is the call? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I saw the trailer for it. I was like, no. <laughs> this one's a Oh. No, nah, but the, the actual plot is very different from what is shown in the trailer. The trailer only shows the setup part of it because they want to hide the big twist and all the like fucked up shit that happens afterwards. Mm, I don't know if I want to see that. To be honest, wait, fucking watch it, man. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually good. It's actually good. Trust me on this, man. Trust me on this, man. Just watch the call. Dude, how is it enjoyable? Yeah, like the the first thirty minutes was was a bit slow, but then it gets it gets pretty it gets pretty intense afterwards. All right, well, on that mega tangent, I think we can probably wrap this one up. <laughs> yeah.
this is right, cool. this one's been going on we were when we've gone such a tangent we're just like talking about random ass shows now on netflix <laughs> yeah yeah true cool so I, I guess like i guess the the takeaway is superhero movies pretty pretty overdone at this point and we need something fresh to, to keep it interesting there are things that are fresh in superhero movies but we need it in movie form yeah cool